0: Okay, before I begin this uh, deal, these are just my opinions here uh, on the entire deal. Uh, I I took notes uh, on this preliminary uh, hearing. Of course, the case is um, a case back in 2021. Uh, Dan Triplett was arrested and charged in the first-degree murder of Brent Mack, 50 years old. Uh, This story, uh, a lot of people probably know about it. Mr. Mack was found shot and buried underneath a septic tank um, in far northern Logan County near Mall Hall. And uh, uh, so there's a preliminary hearing. I did the article on this and I was going to have this video with it, but again, just got busy with it. But just kind of give you an idea what happened inside the courtroom on this day. Uh, maybe can go into a few more details than what I did in the article. But uh, if you have questions, I'll try to answer those as well. Uh, but the uh, the case was held in front of Judge Catherine Thomas out of Payne County. Uh, judge Thomas came down here to Logan County. Uh, we have one judge that is out and one that has or will recuse uh, himself from the case. So Catherine Thomas, the Payne County judge, made her way down to Logan County. Uh, she first told all the folks inside the courtroom there were 15 members of Mr. Max's friends and family on one side and then on the other side uh, Mr. Triplett had 10 family members and friends on his side and before I kind of go into this I'm going to have a lot of my opinions on this again my opinions don't don't matter but I know covering these deals a lot of people can't be inside the courtroom so I, I kind of take it upon myself to be in there and try to, re, to come back and let everyone know what it was like inside there and before you walked into the courthouse that day uh, there was a a pretty heavy presence of Lone County Sheriff deputies and Guthrie Police officers inside the court outside the courtroom for even walked in once you I I remember four, six, I remember seeing seven officers outside the courthouse and then once I got inside the courtroom there was another seven uh deputies inside the courtroom as well so really heavy police presence there was nothing uh no outbursts nothing both sides were Incredibly uh, respectful of the procedure. Um, I will say this: um, you know, Mr. Triplett, charge of the crime. Just got to remember, he has family that had no idea what was going on. So um, I know sometimes the family members get kind of pushed into this mix as well. Remember, they had nothing, nothing to do uh, with this, with this deal. So they're, you know, they're going through. pretty crazy time um both uh in the public and uh during this court process so i just want to make sure to be fair uh to them but the judge let everybody know ahead of time that there would be no uh disruption or outburst and it will not be tolerated but again everyone was uh respectful uh, before during and after the preliminary hearing started at nine o'clock on was it Friday? My days are so messed up right now. Uh, 9 o'clock on Friday, and it ended at 11.02, so about a two-hour two process. In preliminary hearing, there's just both sides. There's no there's no jury. And so uh, the, the Lone County District Attorney's Office has to prove that there's enough proof to the judge that a crime was committed and that there was probable cause that a crime was committed and committed by triplet. And in preliminary hearings, they take very, very little um, proof to bound it over for trial process. So uh, most of these times, there is enough probable cause to to take it to the jury trial process. Uh, for the Logan County District Attorney's office, uh, Logan County District Attorney Laura Austin Thomas was there. She didn't. Uh, um, she st- she was at the table. She didn't uh, address any of the plaintiffs. Um. Uh, Kevin Etherington, our top assistant district attorney, did most of that. And also uh, J.R. the uh, Cockluck, I, I believe is how you say his name, was also. And, of course, Lieutenant Mark Bruning of the Guthrie Police Department was at the table as well. At the defense table was uh, Dan Triplett. Ron Wallace is his lead attorney. And there was another attorney. I, I don't remember if I got his name written down, but he was there. Uh, but Ron Wallace is the one who did most of the questions back and forth. Uh, Rochelle Wilson, there was three, uh, the state called three witnesses. Rochelle Wilson, which is the, the daughter of Brent Mack, Lieutenant Mark Bruning of the Guthrie Police Department, and Kevin Woodard of the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations. He's a special investigator. Those were the three that were called up by the state. Uh, the defense, which we'll get to that here in a second, did not bring anybody, uh, did not call any witnesses there. In these preliminary hearings you kind of get an idea of how if it goes to trial how it would look as far as evidence bringing in um and I, and i can say these are just my opinions but there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence going against uh Mr. Triplett in this case uh video surveillance cameras being the number one thing i think uh will prove here uh, dan Triplett 68 years old um keep that in mind as well but Uh, Surveillance video will play a huge role if this were to go to trial, and just some of the statements that Mr. Triplett uh, gave to police as well. So first off, we'll kind of go into order order here. Rochelle Wilson was there, again, the daughter of uh, Brent Mack. Uh, this, they're just setting up the foundation that, uh, that Mr. Mack was missing. Uh, he wasn't replying, cell phone, replying to cell phone messages. He's very talkative, but uh, no one had heard from him. And so missing persons report was filed, and then uh, uh, police started looking for Mr. Mack. So that's what Rochelle was there, just kind of uh, set the table there. Uh, Mr. Wallace, uh, triplets attorney, did not have any uh, cross, did not ask her any questions. And then uh, next was uh, Lieutenant Bruning was called to the stand. And Kevin Etherington of the DA's office supplied those questions. And I'm just going to read kind of my notes here. Uh, the investigation began September 28, 2021. A green duffel bag Remember, mr max missing so then a green duffel bag a residence finds a green duffel bag in their backyard and inside that duffel bag was identification of brent mac so police know there's a person missing now there's a duffel bag uh, with identification in the backyard so um mac was employed by dan triplet who ran a, a septic tank business here in guthrie so mac worked for him uh called the office or called Dan Triplett, and Triplett told Mark Bruning that he had to let him go, he had to terminate him, and that he gave him $1,000, and that he dropped him off at the laundromat uh, over on Cleveland Street, just off the division across the street from the library, is what he told him, and that uh, he was going to Texas to marry his girlfriend, is what uh, Mark Bruning uh, testified to. And so again camera surveillance uh and you know police done a very very good job on this still but uh they go to surveillance video of the library and they go to the surveillance video of the laundromat the laundromat surveillance video which no no video was shown uh the the camera inside the video the laundromat excuse me uh is on the inside but you can kind of see the outside from what what I got here, and then the library video. But anyway, they they see Dan Triplett's video uh, car, truck go in that intersection, just like he had said. But there's no one being dro- there's no one dropped off at that. Is what uh, Mark Bruning testified with. Uh, library shows Triplet, but no, uh, but no Mac. Uh, search warrants were. Or applied for for the phone address on the last job. So Mac and Triplet worked at a last job. Dan Triplet had told him it was on West County Road sixty nine in Crescent. But now that he's missing, there was a search doc a document search warrant applied for for Dan Triplett's business or his property, and they found a receipt that. Um, that there was a $3,000 cash down payment at another, resi- another field about five yards from, or excuse me, five miles from that near Mall Hall. And then in the interview with Triplet, uh, Burning said he was not forthcoming. So the search warrant, they found a receipt book with information inside the truck, paid in cash on the 20th. And there's a business called Ruggs Brothers, and they have video camera as well on this address in Mall Hall. Uh, I think Kevin Woodard will kind of get to that in a second. He said the surveillance video at that, where the septic tank was being installed, you can see a white shirt and a gray shirt. And they were about 500, 600 yards away. The video camera is 500, 600 yards away. So you can't see uh, a black person, a white person. You can't see face, but you can see a white shirt and a gray shirt. We'll get to more of that here in just a second. But uh, Brenning says, it's a grainy, it's a grainy black and white video. Uh, gray shirt, white shirt, and you can see a white shirt, a man, a person in a white shirt down in the hole digging. Then you see a gray shirt come across, and then the white guy uh, goes into the hole. And I put quotations into the hole is what Mark Brunning testified to. Brunning also says one person leaves in the same truck, and and all the videos said it was his work truck. Uh, Bernie can say the uh, the medical examiner was called to the site uh, because on police investigations, if you find if they find a body, they can't move it. The only person who can move a body is the medical examiner's office. So they brought out so the medical examiner's office came out, uh, the city of Guthrie came out uh, with a backhoe, uh, county commissioner district three came out with a, with equipment as well. Uh, Kevin Woodard actually went to the place where the septic tank is was purchased from, and had to learn how to bring up the septic tank without damaging the septic tank, and had to take a crash course on that. Uh, but uh, anyway, so they dig the uh, the septic tank up, get it out of the way, and then, again, this is Mark Bruning testifying here, they removed the tank from the hole, and they got these probes, and they started digging looking for loose dirt. Uh, and then they, uh, once they found an open, loose dirt is how they described it. An odor of decomposition was there, and then eventually they were able to find what they said a belt uh, of a body, and they removed the dirt, and they found the body, and then they started slowly digging out. Um, They said there was identification on the body. I believe they said there was an ID card as well as a food stamp card that uh, belonged to Mr. Mack. He was transported to the medical examiner's office, and on that same day, Guthrie Police Department, OSBI, arrested Dan Triplett at his house. And I believe that was on October 21st, 2021. Uh, again, this is Mark Bruning testifying here. Um, no contact with the father of the 20th. Phone had, had no activity since the 20th. There was also another, other videos out there of Triplett coming back. Westside Travel, Dollar General and Crescent. All, uh, all had video of the truck driving. Then it was uh, the attorney for Dan Trilba to question Lieutenant Mark Bruning. Uh, they talked about, uh, did, did you know Mr. Mack before this? Mark Bruning said he had arrested uh, Mac a couple times. He had talked to him casually around town because he knew him. He said he had one violent interaction with Brent Mack. Uh, he had to take him to the ground when he arrested him. Um went back to saying black and white did not recognize the faces as far as that video uh mac never drove the equipment that was dan triplet uh burning testified that uh, that's when uh burning said gray shirt walks around white shirt falls into the hole uh talked with triplet four or five times before ten fifteen, and here's the here's the thing that came up twice and as the, the evidence is, is huge for police and the district attorney's office so as I'm sitting there what is the defense for Brent Mack or excuse me for Dan Tripple what what is going to keep what is his defense and because there's not a whole lot out there right now just again just me sitting in the, uh, in the courtroom but uh, Wallace the attorney goes did you read Tripple his Miranda rights and so there was multiple conversations with between uh, Bruning, OSBI, and and then Triplet before Mac was found. So between September and October that month, they were just looking for uh, before I got police were just looking for information. It was his employer, and so uh, they were just looking for information. And Bruning said Triplet was never under arrest; he was free to go at any time. I think uh, also Kevin Woodward would get to his testimony here in a second, but he was also free to leave. He was never under arrest. So I don't know, I, and I don't know law, so I don't know if the attorney for triplet Mr. Wallace, is looking for just anything to get his client out of it. But he said, did you read his Miranda rights a couple of times? So that would be interesting to see uh, how that plays out. Um, and then redirect triplet uh, ID'd his truck in the library video Uh, Brenning said it was his truck for sure so the third and final person to come to the to the stand was Kevin Woodard he's a special investigator for the OSBI and I've always heard how smart he is and I got to see on the stand I think this is the second time I've seen him on the stand but uh, comes across really really intelligent he does a lot of IT stuff as well but uh, I was highly impressed with uh, with, uh, Kevin Woodard but uh, just kind of going off of what he said on my notes here, uh, it was a new home construction talking about the – it wasn't – the septic tank in, installation wasn't like at a house. There was a house, but it was a, a far distance, so they had a hard time even finding this uh, this place. Uh, Kevin word no – uh, Dan Triplett's wife, you know, we all live in a pretty small town, so we kind of know each other. But uh, uh, Kevin Woodard knew Dan Triplett's wife. He called her, and uh, and she gave uh, Dan Triplett's cell phone number. And then that they met at his office, Kevin Woodard's office, at the Guthrie Police Department. Uh, and Kevin Woodard, again, Mac fired on 20th because of his violence. This is what Dan Triplett told um, Kevin Woodard. There was no incident. No instances specified, no arguments. Uh, Dan Triplett had, had. Triplett said he had heard Mac arguing with somebody on the phone, didn't treat his customer right, so uh, he gave him a $1,000 severance pay and terminated him. And Kevin Word said there was almost a relaxed smile on Dan Triplett's face at this time, but then as the interview went on and on and on, uh, he said that thousand-yard stare. And I got that in quotes. He came, kind of got that thousand-yard stare. And later, later on, I don't know where it's at on my notes, but um, it was kind of Woodard was kind of asked, "What is a thousand-yard stare?" It's like they're looking through you at the wall. It just has that thousand-yard stare. They're, they're off in the distance, is how uh, Kevin Woodard described it. Uh, and that thousand-yard stare came once. triplet was challenged by Lieutenant Mark Bruning in the – trying to get more information from him. So, so you can kind of feel the interview getting a little bit more uh, aggressive, if you will. And that's when the stare came on, according to uh, Kevin Woodard. At about, about, about that time, that's when Dan Triplett asked for a, a lawyer and left. So uh, again, he the... Woodard and Bruning said multiple times that he was free to leave. He was never under arrest. So that's where I think they're, they're going to be okay on the Miranda rights. But, again, this is just preliminary hearing. Not all the evidence was put in there. Remember, you got a judge that's sitting there. All you got to do is convince her that there's enough evidence to take to, to, to continue on with the trial. Uh, Kevin, we're talking about the search warrant for documents on the home and vehicle of Dan Triplett again found the receipt book for september 20th with address of blank 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 county road 69 uh a down payment thirty four hundred dollars cash it was an open field there was no structure there was a residence to the west um, on the the business it used to be a home but now it's a business out there Uh, camera number four had a good view again five six hundred feet from the camera to the septic tank the only thing that, besides being black and white, 500, 600 yards away, was uh, Kevin Ward said the time was off, 13, 13, 13 hours. So if it was noon, the the time said midnight. Again, that's not a big deal. Uh, they said they collected three days of videos and that he did go through uh, every second of those days. He said uh, Brent Mack was wearing a white sh- You can tell uh, Brent, Mike, Brent Mack was wearing a white shirt, which, again, you can – maybe tell in the video, the video wasn't shown, but uh, Mr. Mack was obviously found also wearing a white shirt that, uh, once he was exhumed, uh, gray, uh, gray shirt was presumed to be wearing by Dan Triplett. uh, no collar detect. Um, so they, the video shows that there, there's two men working and then it comes up to lunch. They go to lunch. And then after lunch, person in white shirt disappears, uh, Dan triplet moves to the, uh, to talk with, or so uh Kevin what also you can see a ladder going down in the hole multiple times a person digging in there and then two people walk up assuming they are the the landowner or the and they talk 15 20 minutes uh with Dan Triplett and then they and then the the people uh, we didn't hear the from the landowners but uh police said that they confirmed it was the two landowners that came over and talked to Dan Triplett probably about how the how it was set up and the payment, all that good stuff. Uh, but they said anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes was that conversation. Uh, th- then uh, they said Dan Triplett, uh, Kevin Woodard said Dan Triplett left the backhoe on the site and the truck drove off. He goes back into. Uh, they had drone footage and all that good stuff of the area. Medical examiner's office called in. County commissioner called in. City of Guthrie offered back hole uh, use there. Uh, he said he had to learn how to dig up the septic tank. Uh, talked about probing loose dirt was found southwest corner of the hole under the tank. So, uh, Mr. Mack was found in the underneath in the ground in the septic tank placed on top. Uh, talk about probing loose dirt was found southwest corner of the hole under the tank uh, city of guthrie used their back hole and then that's when the belt of mr mack was found and then after that was found uh, they went in there and started digging by hand and and, and found uh, the body uh, they turned over they turned the body over and found a wallet had his identification number uh, id in there and then uh, they had exhibits. They had pictures of all the all the stuff that, that we're kind of talking about here. And then they really didn't – let me finish the thought real quick. So then it was Dan Triplett's attorney, Ron Wallace, to uh, cross-exam uh, Kevin Woodard, OSBI agent. Um, Woodard said he had one full interview with Dan Triplett and he attempted another. Again, Mr. Wallace asked – um if asked OSBI agent Woodard if Dan Triplett's Miranda rights had been asked and at that time they had uh, the answer was no they had not Mirandaized uh Dan Triplett beforehand because um well I shouldn't say because I I, I assumed um he was free to go so miranda rights usually kind of well, don't get into the legal part of it, but usually, if you don't have your Miranda rights, you can come and go as you as you wish, and that's exactly what happened uh, until um, when he was arrested. Then his Miranda rights were read. Uh, uh, Kevin Woodard said he had dealt with Mister Mack when when Woodard was a jailer at the Lone County Sheriff's Office. Um, forty minutes. Two people, uh, two people walked up in that conversation redirect again Kevin Woodard uh, Kevin Etherton the DA's office made uh and redirects that uh Woodard said never was in custody after arrest would not uh after he was arrested he would not talk to uh police officers or investigators and then at the end of this and they didn't go into a whole lot of detail here but the the Autopsy was a report was given to the judge. She read the entire thing and the autopsy report said a gunshot wound, uh, excuse me, a project a, a projectile was found in the chest and that autopsy report showed that a gunshot wound was to the back. That's exhibit number 10 that they put in there. And so it came down to final thoughts, final statements for each side and Kevin Arrington just kind of described everything what I've been saying here. Mr. Wallace, Dan Triplett's attorney, said no motive and no weapon. And again, the at, during the preliminary hearing, the state, the DA's office doesn't have to give a motive or anything. I'm sure if they do know that, they didn't have to bring it up. I don't know if they do know that if there was a motive or not, and that there was no weapon found. Uh, the DA's office didn't say anything. Either way about not having a motive or not having a weapon. So Dan Triplett's attorney a couple times asked about Miranda rights and then says no motive and no weapon. So, again, if if you're the defense attorney, you want to give your whole case away. But again, if you're trying to look in into what their case will be, no motive. Well, if there's a motive or not motive, the evidence is pretty Pretty not in the favor of Mr. Triplett and no weapon. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I would assume Mr. Wallace is correct that no weapon has been found uh, in this case, but we'll see how that is. The judge said there was probable cause for first-degree murder and uh, discretion of a body as well. Uh, Dan Triplett would be back in courtroom on July 1st at 11 a.m. Dan Triplett was wearing an orange jumpsuit. He had black uh, black sandals. He had a white, white shirt. He had pink ankle cuffs on his ankles, and he had black handcuffs on his hands. And those were my notes. Again, that was a two-hour process. There, Dan Triplet, uh, looked so. I mean, he was just never made any facial expressions. Just looked at the stand the entire time. Did not seem look. Not, did not seem look over his family. I know when it was over with, and during the trial during the during preliminary hearing he was not he didn't look at his family members and then as he was taken off to of the courtroom didn't look at anybody in the gallery as well he just kind of stayed straight with the with the witness stand and the judge in that area there was a couple of times that a few statements were said that he went to his other attorney and and kind of told him something in his ear but that was really the only motion uh, that Dan Triplett had shown again he's 68 years old and uh We'll get to some of these questions here if there's anything like that thank you guys uh, it is it, and I, again I, I said this earlier uh, Selena said this is a sad horrible situation it really is and just as I said before uh, the the triplet family uh, daughters and wife and other family members they're they're going through a really tough time as well obviously the Mac family I mean you just feel so sorry for the way uh, this whole thing has unfolded for them but um, you know the triplet family a lot of you know some stuff on social media is just unfair uh, but I, I understand the situation but uh, they're kind of going through a couple battles so uh, tough tough deal for them as well uh, and we'll see if I can pull up some of these comments here see if this is working yeah Mark West says I don't the Triplet has anything to lose here he's sixty eight even a plea I think he uh he died in jail, so might as well go to trial and see, yeah, no that's exactly right um, uh, if all the evidence is against you and you are sixty eight and you know even if you agreed to a plea deal of twenty years i mean then you're eighty eight years old in jail so uh I guess go through the entire now the other side of that the the attorneys cost money it's a lot of money remember. Uh, this this whole deal, which I think will be uh, revisited many many times on, on on shows and all that good stuff. But remember, triplet originally got got bond from a from a judge. He violated that, and so there's a there's a bunch of moving parts on that. And I share those articles in in the Guthrie News Page article if you want to see those again. But um, that's the that's the other point. If you have nothing to lose, you might as well go to trial. And I think that's why the Miranda rights came up a couple times like there's all this evidence against triplets so we got to go find something to maybe get him out of it so I think that's why the Miranda rights was there I think it's a stretch my opinion I think it's a stretch but um, that's the attorney's job is to find something like that and I think looking into it so far uh, looks like the police did everything they were supposed to do so uh, I've seen this question here before and I appreciate you bringing it up again uh Karen was a change of venue ever requested not that I've heard of the only time I've seen a venue change has been on social media people talking about that uh, again the the judge in the preliminary hearing was was from Payne County uh, one of our there's three judges in Logan County uh, one judge is out uh, another judge has or will uh, recuse himself and then the district judge Judge Corley uh, is not from here so um, I think if it were to go to trial it would probably be in Judge Corley's hands uh, I don't I, I'm pretty sure Judge Corley doesn't have any any ties here to Logan County to the triplet case so uh, that has not come up so I don't think I think there might be one judge that might have some ties and he has or will recuse himself already so I don't think that's uh, I don't think a venue change would be necessary. Uh, in this case, unless something comes up that I'm not aware of or that uh, the legal system is unaware of as well. So um, if you have any other questions, I'd be glad to answer those real quick. Again, I apologize. I meant to do this the other day, but there have been so much stuff going on. Uh, including um, our, we had a, a ball tournament uh, Friday or Saturday and Sunday. Spent all weekend long in Seminole, Oklahoma, home of uh, Super, Assistant Superintendent Ogle. So we got got to visit his hometown here for a little bit. So uh, there was other stuff I saw on social media, and I can't remember what they were because it's been a few days. But I think everything's being handled the right way uh, from the District Attorney's office. I think they got a pretty pretty good case uh, on their hands just uh, circumstantial evidence physical evidence uh Dan Triplett did not give them the location the second location they had to do a search warrant for the documents and they that's when they found the location that was not in the register book uh, that uh for Dan Triplett so me here by jill she would probably know a lot about this stuff they could request it due to pretrial publicity arguments argument is jurors would be prejudiced not just judge there you go and i always go back and that's a great point jill i appreciate you sharing that if in my mind a pretty big publicity case was also uh the, the man who shot and killed David Wade, the Logan County deputy David Wade, that was highly publicized as well. And that one stayed in Logan County because judge Corley had no, uh, and then you got to remember, got to remember, you know, if, the, when there's a jury called out and I went through this as well, cause people, uh, when they have jur- jury trials, they say, have you heard about this case, anything at all? And they're like, whether it be, um, well, like this one, if there's a jury, they'll have you heard or anything about this? And they'll say only they, – I always get a little bit, not offended, but uh, humorous because they say, well, I hadn't I heard about this in the news. And I'm like, it's Guthrie News page. Come on, man. Uh, but, no. Uh, you got to remember, people live in southern Logan County that don't really associate Guthrie. I mean, they, they live in southern Logan County. They go to Edmonds schools. They go to Deer Creek schools. And they they work in Oklahoma City. They never come to the Guthrie area. So there's a ton of jurors that might not know case or everyone watching this probably knows something about this case. But there's people in southern Logan County, or maybe in far eastern Logan County, or uh, even far in northern county that don't follow um, this as close as maybe we do here. So there's always there's a lot. Logan County is pretty big. So I think I think you can find. If you can find twelve jurors for a deputy being shot, I certainly think you'd be able to find one in this case as well. So, and, and Jill said this: it's uh, it's uh, high burn, rare, uh, rarely, rarely get. That's not like prelims here. It just takes a very little to go into the pro- trial process. So. Yeah, Karen. I I just saw your your note there about jury selection. I'll hopefully, I answered that a little bit because if there was ever one to be again, if there was ever a case that was going to be moved, I would thought if it would would be moved. I don't think it needed to be moved. Talking about the 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 killing of, of Deputy David Wade, if that was if that wasn't moved, I don't know why this wouldn't need to be moved as well. Um, I can maybe see an argument there on that one just because of the publicity there, but. Uh, if you can find jurors, and that and it was brought up in court on that case, uh, may or may not be brought up in this one, but I think I think you can find twelve impartial jurors without there So, all right. Well, I don't want to take everyone's time. Afternoon, I again apologize for the delay here, and uh, hopefully I explained it well. If not, you can always drop me a message. But that was the preliminary hearing. Uh, great job by Lieutenant Bruning. Great job by uh, Kevin Warder. I thought they did a great job. I think the the district attorney's office did a good job uh show their case again the i was waiting waiting, waiting, waiting for them to bring up the 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 bullet in the in the body the but never came up again it's just a little bit of burden of proof to say we have enough for trial if it goes to trial i think we'll hear more about that so anyway that has been the latest update on this one might try to come back later tonight. Might have uh, election day is tomorrow on Tuesday, June 28th. So we might come back here later on tonight to uh, to discuss election day, some of the races. I think that would be fun to talk about. And uh, also there is a school board meeting this evening. A special school board meeting. Shouldn't take too long. We'll carry that live on Guthrie News page, Facebook, and YouTube. And i got to mow my yard sometime, and there's something else. Oh, i got to get all the graphics ready for election coverage. Uh, the election coverage, seven uh, election day, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Tuesday. And then we'll, I'll be in here. I don't know if I'll have any friends with me or not, but I'll be in here tomorrow after 7 o'clock, a little after 7 o'clock, and we will – See the results that's come in. We'll hopefully have special graphics going on everywhere, and keep you updated on all the races here in Logan County. There's also some races outside, uh, statewide races that we'll try to cover as well. So we, we'll, I will, be, me, and hopefully some friends will be here tomorrow night, going into uh, the numbers as they come in. So as the numbers come in, we can get them out and let you know exactly who won and who's moving on. If there's runoff races in, in, in August, we'll have all the information. As it comes in, we'll do it live here as we normally do all the time.